Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Shakalaka. Shaka. Boom. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. We're here recording live from Dude Catholic Manor, poolside in South Whittier, California. Here, smoking some Rocky Patel cigars with our friend, Javier Sandoval. Our scripture today comes from Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 19. But if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness, or from his wicked way, he shall die in iniquity. But you will have saved your life. Mmm. Delicious. Delicious indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road. So today we're going to be talking about politics. And that's why that scripture is appropriate. So I want to throw this out there because, you know, not that these people are listening to these podcasts. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm going to, I feel like I have to say that I'm not talking to you guys. It's mainly like we have some leadership problems. Um, not just in our church, but outside of it, including mm. ourselves. But yeah. we're going to focus on on the other things because it's really close to that time where we have to make certain decisions about how we're going to vote. And not only that, we need to make certain decisions about how we are going to support the church. And I'm just going to be very candid with you guys. We were having an uptake of listeners in the podcast. So I figure, hey, I have to do something about this because otherwise people are going to start asking for us to go out and give talks and we're not about that. Um, we don't ask for your money. There's never going to be a paywall. But at the same time, I don't want to put Ramon in a certain situation because he is a federal employee. Not federal. Not federal. He's not federal. Um, but State you know what? Or... Yeah. So so I brought in uh, the, the sacrificial lamb, Javier Sandoval, over here. <laughs> Dang. So we can talk about politics and whatnot. Uh, it's more so, like carne asada lamb. <laughs> Ooh, mm. Let's call it. Let's call it adobada. Which you know what? Incidentally, um, whenever you you hear about adobada, which here I think is called al pastor, but mm. I'm from Tijuana, so we called it adobada. Um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, they. Uh, it it came from the Middle East. It actually really yeah, it came I from the Middle that. East, where they put a, a a stick of metal, a spear, if you may, and they start spigot, stacking yeah. up. Yeah, spick, and they start stacking up the meat. Like that's actually a Middle Eastern thing. Wow. Yeah. So we and our tacos are influenced wow. by Middle Eastern culture. That's Look at all, that. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. You, know. you never know what you're going to encounter when you listen to the Dude Catholic podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of those things. But we're not going to talk about that. What we are going to talk about is uh, is the fact that we are unhappy with the church. And and yeah, like I was saying, I was going to be candid about this. Like there's we we were having an uptake of listeners, like by like a thousand listeners more. And I'm like, we got to do something about that. We got to thin the herd, you know. And uh, and so let, let's talk about the stuff. We're not going to be popular about this. And like I said, you know, we put ourselves in this situation where we don't depend on anyone. So we're not afraid of anyone cl- uh, canceling us out. You know, someone can villainize us, but we're small. We're small. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not here to, to make a lot of listeners. We're here to, uh, to change hearts if we can. And yeah. if you're listening, then maybe, maybe you can grow with us. 
And that's what we've been about the whole entire time. Not about preaching perfection, but about preaching about about our limitations and how we can do things together if we grow together, if we're willing and humble enough to say, you know what, I screw up, let's change that. Yeah, yeah. Tre- pre- preaching the truth, right? I mean, uh, shout out to Jesse Romero and uh, and um, uh, Terry Barber talking about preaching the, preaching the truth. Um, right. But, you know, not to talk about radio stations or anything like that but <laughs> and i say shout out to them because they're, they're good friends of mine but but also because they 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 don't care they're, they don't care they always preach the truth and when we're talking about yeah. the church we're not saying we're unhappy with the church's doctrines nope just to be crystal clear on that mm-hmm. we're unhappy with the church's um leadership unfortunately uh the lack of leadership coming from the hierarchy um, and it's sad that we live in times that um, lay people have to pick up the slack. But that's fine. We all have to do our part. And, you know, if that means that you got to get out there and you got to, you know, preach the truth uh, in your church, in your community, because your priest, your pastor, your bishop, uh, sometimes even the Pope is unwilling to, um, then that, that's just what we got to do. But, you know, it's more than just preaching, too. We got to pray for our church. We got to pray. You know, we got to get on our knees and, and ask God to bring reform and uh, to enlighten the hearts of the wicked and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. And also, you know, not to not to just villainize people, but, you know, like you said right now, to pray for each other and yeah, and to encourage those of us who see the injustices, who see the silence, who see the... Uh, who see what we what we see, you know, and it happening in our church, and and just to call it out, call it out, and uh, and and not be, not become bitter about it, because there's people who are just gonna leave the church because you're like, okay, they're full of hypocrites. But I feel like the people that do that are the people that we're gonna leave anyway, or the people that we're not living it with, or the basically like the pro-choice Catholics, you know, and that's that's who we're calling out right now, and that's probably the reason why we're losing people, uh, we're losing listeners, and maybe we'll pick some up, you know, depending on on where on where we're coming from, depending on whether you see our true colors or not, you know. When we're talking about this this kind of stuff, we, we do want to call it out and we do want to make sure that we continue living the faith that Jesus Christ made up for us, you know, that made for us from the very beginning of time. You know, it's really easy for us as Christians to see the unfolding of salvation history because we know the story and because we know that Christ was neither a liar, a, a lunatic, or a... Uh, what is it? Oh, oh, liar or lunatic? Because there's only three choices according to C.S. Lewis, correct? Like liar, lunatic, or lord. And he spoke a lot of uncomfortable truths, and we're not doing that in the church right now. People are afraid. Why? Because someone else owns them, or because they're going to be afraid that someone's not going to sign an endorsement or something for them on their book or whatever. We're not publishing books yet. Uh, We're not putting out (laughs) t-shirts for you to buy yet. We're not doing a lot of those things. (laughs) We're not doing a lot of those things, but but it's with that intent, you know, so that we may be free, so that we can speak freely and continue to be ignored by a lot of people, but really get get to the heart of the matter when it comes to this stuff. So I, I say, let's get started. Yeah. You know, I'm going to start small with my example. You know, everyone knows uh, in the podcast that I left Catholic schools, not last year, but the year, well, actually, yeah, last year, technically. So it's only been a year since I've been away from Catholic schools, but this is my second year in public school. And yeah, there's a lot of liberal stuff and whatnot, but but one of the main reasons why I left is because uh, I, I got a family, dude. I live in Southern California. I have to be able to support them, and I can't do that within a system that refuses to... Uh, to help out the Catholic educators that are, I mean, we, we are trying to put our kids through Catholic education and it's impossible because they won't help. 
you know, and so that's one of the things, but that's not the source of everything. I mean, I could, Mm -hmm. I'd be fine with that. Like my kids are in public school now, even though I'm a public school employee. But the main thing is that, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many other things um, that we haven't seen the church leadership do. For example, where's the McCarrick report? You know, if you don't know about Cardinal McCarrick, he's some, uh, he's a known abuser. You know, Mm -hmm. he would abuse uh, seminarians and whatnot. And he got found out and he got put on blast like big time mm-hmm. and and leadership said that they were going to issue out a report transparency and whatnot we haven't seen them it's been months it's been months and we haven't seen crap you know and uh and this is not going to be just us complaining about it but but we do have to bring to light certain things you know like that uh, we do have to bring to light certain things like cardinal pell who was doing his job mm-hmm. straightening out vatican uh Vatican finances, and then when he gets that, when he gets relieved from those duties, he gets accused of something that he clearly did not do. There is no hard evidence that he did any of the stuff that they were accusing him of. As a matter of fact, there was hard evidence that he was not guilty of those things, and they still convicted him. So he had wow. to appeal, uh, and now he's out. That's horrible. Now he's out, and and you know, the truth set him free. But certain things like that are happening in our church. And we can't ignore them. We can't ignore the fact that we are, that we, by we I say the, the church's leadership, not me. Um, I'm nowhere near the leadership. Um, but that the church is doing nothing about those things. And we need to be aware of those things so we know where our support is going. Our support needs to be for the faith. We need to live for the faith. And we can't just run away because certain things are bad. We need to stay in, be men, and raise children that are not going to stand for that kind of stuff. And by giving our example of it yeah you know and, and a lot of times i you know you you hear people saying like um catholic speakers saying especially the more conservative or orthodox speakers saying you know if you don't like the church you could leave and i mean to a certain extent that's true right that's the truth if you don't like the church there's a door you could leave but you know what I, honestly especially in the times that we live in i i honestly don't want people to leave I want people to stay and try to understand. Um, that's the best thing you could do. Even if you disagree uh, with what anybody says, you know, a, uh, a priest, a lay evangelist, uh, you know, a Catholic dogma, doc, Catholic doctrine, try to understand it. That's the best thing you could do is just stay, try to understand it, and, and work through it. Um, you know, because ultimately we need each other, guys. And um, But... Yeah, if if you're just gonna stay in the church to try to change the church to your political views, to your um, you know your moral views, which are maybe completely in contrast with the church's teachings, then then maybe yeah yeah maybe this church ain't for you. Um, I mean, the church is for everyone, but you know you you gotta. You got to learn to to kind of, you know, go along to a certain extent and, and you know, try to understand. Um, you know, there's a great parable, and, 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 and I'll do justice to bishops. You know, I, I don't like to speak ill of my bishops, and I'm very sensitive to that. I've had really good relationships with a lot of bishops in my past, uh, you know, growing up, being in the seminary, and things like that. One of my really good friends who was my roommate was uh, the MC for Cardinal Dolan and I got to spend time with Cardinal Dolan in, in, in New York. And I so I don't like to speak bad of the bishops, but you know, one of the parables in the Gospels talks about pulling out 
being careful when you pull out the weeds so that you don't pull out the weeds. Mm. And it's just, we, I know we got to be careful, um, but sometimes the weeds need to be pulled out raw, right? Just straightforward. I mean, I'm sure Adrian could tell you all about that. I mean, as I look at his backyard, he did a great job here pulling out the weeds. But, <laughs> but sometimes that needs to happen. But on the other end, we need to make sure that we prayerfully um, analyze and check ourselves, our motives. Why are we leaving, right? You know, pray through the scriptures, pray through the church's doctrines, etc. You know, and speaking of praying, again, we need to pray for our church leaders. It's so important. You know, again, it's, it's very easy for me um, to criticize uh, someone else. And, but again, we don't know what they go through. Um, and so we need to pray for them. But at the same time, there's certain things that to me, I just don't understand. I don't understand as much as I, I have searched my soul and as much as I thought about it. I just don't understand if your position, if you're, you've been placed in this, in this position by God, ordained by God for this, this, this mission, and you can't even meet any of the requirements in terms of preaching or promoting the church's teachings or standing up for the truth. I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand that. Um, I mean, I get it. It's a political position. And, and I guess the best way to look at it is because, in a sense, church officials become like politicians, unfortunately. Um, even though they're not meant to be that way, they have to, to a certain extent. Um, so, again, we can criticize, but there's other, other things that we could pray. And we should criticize because they should be standing up for the truth in, in so many areas. So many, like, for example, you know, you go to Congress and, and, oh. <laughs> and, and, and here in, uh, uh, in Anaheim, uh, they have a religious Congress. And, and the things you hear, the things you see, which I don't think we need to spell out, is just beyond it's beyond, and, and you start thinking to yourself, how can the bishop, how can the archbishop, how can you know, these priests, how can these religious nuns, these religious orders support any of this? How can they, yeah, the lay people don't know any better. Mm -hmm. they, you know, shame on them, shame on the, the leadership for, for, for allowing this stuff to subsist, to continue, to be promoted in these platforms that are ours. They're our platforms. These are our platforms. Those are, that's like our convention right there. Going back to like talking about politics, you know, it's like the mm -hmm. Democrats having a, a convention or the Republicans having a convention and promoting opposing views of the other party at their conventions, right? Um, you know, uh, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that we would allow, you know, these thoughts, these ideas that are so contrary to our church, to our church's teachings, to permeate, to be promoted within our own platform. I know, and it's, it's so crazy that you mentioned Religious Education Congress. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, man, like, it's not just shocking that and, and at this point, nothing really shocks me anymore. But, but at the time, I remember, like, I was so appalled to see that, holy crud, you know, James Martin is talking in Congress, you know, is speaking in Congress every year, packed room. And some, even people in my family have gone to these things, and they're so good with their words. You know, their rhetoric, the, what, what they're promoting is, 
is something that the church is not teaching. But why is it that they're still there? Well, because, number one, politics. Number two, because people register for those classes not knowing what they're going in for. You know, we want to learn about how to, how to, how are we pastoral towards people of same-sex attraction? How are we pastoral to the transgender um, crowd? Which is, by the way, less than 2% of the population, of the total population, struggles with that. That's not to say that we ignore them, but it is to say that we need to serve them better than to tell them, you know what, what you're doing is fine through our lack of action and words. You know, we can't, we, we find it so easy to tell a toddler, you know, like, don't eat dirt or don't eat the sand in the sandbox. And if they throw a fit, you know, like, just, just know that I love you and I'm doing this for your own good. But yet, how much do we have to hate a person to not tell them, if you act in a certain way, you're going to go to hell. Now, that's one of the mm-hmm. things that we're not bold enough in the Catholic faith to do. And we keep on promoting and registering for these classes that are teaching us heresy. <laughs> but speaking of politics, I want to I turn, the, turn the table to, uh, to politics. I think that was the main, the main point of this one. You know, we are a political machine as well. And why? Because the church does have something to do with politics. Yeah, people preach uh, or they just try to use the, uh, the separation of church and state thing but that was originally to protect the church <laughs> yep. from government intervention exactly you know that was to protect the church religious from freedom. injustice yeah religious freedom exactly and that's one thing that instead of <laughs> it's funny how that same weapon uh, not weapon but defense is being wielded as a weapon against the church nowadays how the heck did that happen how did science become an enemy when the church was the one that came up with the scientific method the church was the one that came up with the hospital system with the university system as we know it today mm-hmm. yet we are using it to destroy our own doctrines and dogma and the church has moral authority to not jump ship to another uh, to another topic but they're so interconnected you know uh, the church has moral authority so when it comes to our morals we need to vote according to them and it's just appalling to see people that I know personally who are, who were leaders in the church, religious education directors, who are, yeah. who are still to this day, <laughs> yeah. you know, like promoting, yeah. promoting abortion or a candidate that promotes abortion. Yeah. Like one of the exactly. things that I, that I mentioned is that if you vote Democrat, your soul is in danger. Yep. Because you're voting for abortion. You're voting against religious freedom. You're, you're canceling yourself out. I remember when the uh, last sitting president said Catholic schools are divisive. I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Do you realize that me working in the inner city, more than half of my students were not even Catholic. And they knew going into my classroom and leaving that they were infinitely loved and that I loved them too. Yep. You know, like it's it's just, it's crazy. And so we're switching gears to politics right now because if you didn't know, now you know. And I've said this before in the podcast. um, I didn't want to fully unspool because I didn't want to put a... our little law enforcement agent in, in any situations that I didn't want him to be in, you know, but I have, I have very little to lose in that. I have no stake in the, uh, in the system of, uh, I don't know, of church leadership or whatnot anymore. Not that I ever did, but, but I feel like I, I need to say this, like this needs to be said. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there that goes against what we believe, against what we teach, you know, in yep. the church. And if our leadership is failing at telling this to the faithful, then we need to be faithful enough to protect the church that God established here on earth. He did not come here simply to die, and that did do so much for our salvation. You know, there is no, there is no Easter Sunday without Good Friday, but we're afraid of Good Friday. 
we're afraid to face that that backlash that we're gonna face when we go on social media. And by the way, you're not gonna yeah. change any hearts on social media. Mm-hmm. Some of us argue for fun, but I promised mm-hmm. uh, I promised another podcaster that I wasn't gonna do that anymore. So I'm not arguing with people online. But I'm glad when people do, just because it's funny, you know. And, and Javier's <laughs> laughing right now because he's so good at that. And I remember I used to be so good at trolling. I remember I, I clicked on the hashtag Catholic and there were so many people talking smack about the church and I just had a field day with that and I would like bury them in facts and data and all that stuff that we no longer want to want to focus on. Because what, what happened, the same thing that happened with separation of church and state, people are trying to use science, we're trying to use science to cancel out uh, whatever theology existed at, to no avail because truth is not going to contradict truth. Um, but I'm going to let you jump in. Yeah, I'm no, I just I, I just wanted to say that uh, and when it comes to politics and when it comes to everything, um, everything, um, what what should be the most important thing to us uh, is is our faith, our faith, our faith is should be number one. Um, in other words, we're we're before we're anything else, before we're American, before we're, you know, um angelinos before we're californians before we're you know dodger fans laker fans and i guess i, I, I which say we that. are which we are <laughs> which we are Rams fans. <laughs> yeah exactly before we're any of that stuff we're catholic and i think it's it's so important to put that on check that our first identity is catholic we're that's our number one identity we're children of god created in God's image and likeness, we are Catholic. And if that is the truth, if, if that is your number one priority, then that should encompass your entire thought, your worldview, everything. And I know for a lot of people it doesn't, right? Because of a lack of education or they don't know or they, they, they don't agree with the church's teachings, etc. But, well, let's make it more basic then, you know, okay, well, do we love God? You know, the, the, the Baltimore Catechism says that the purpose of our lives are, are very simple. It's, it's wind down to three, right? To know, to love, and to serve. Mm. To know, to love, and to serve God, okay? Well, obviously, you can't serve God if you don't love Him, or anyone for that matter. <laughs> if you don't love anybody, you know, you're not going to serve them. If you don't love your kids, you're not going to serve them. If you don't love your wife, your, your husband, you're not going to serve them. Uh, etc etc so first of all to serve you need to love to love you need to know right and if we don't know love and serve God then we're not we're this stuff I'm just speaking Chinese to you right now right if your faith doesn't take primacy if it's not number one in your life then yeah you're not gonna really care what the church teaches you're not really gonna care what the Bible says what the catechism says about any of these things because to you that's not number one so that's the first thing right so again kinda having that self-reflection is God number one in my life is my Catholic faith number one in my life and it is hopefully then why is it not being brought into the realm of politics why is it not being brought into the realm of when i vote you know why am i not considering my catholic faith why am i separating like adrian said my faith with my you know uh civic duties no that's not what it's meant to be you read saint paul and romans you know you read the catechism it's always been intertwined right yeah the church is not a political party you know, but it's a moral entity. It's a moral enterprise. And 
as a church, we are called to shape, to evangelize our society, to promote the good. <laughs> and, and if somebody's not promoting the good, like we read in Ezekiel, it is our duty to call them out and to point out the wickedness and what they're doing. Amen to that. And you know what? I think this is going to be a real, there's, there's got to be a part two to this. Um, just because we don't want to go uh, too long, but we do want to kind of bait you into the next episode that's going to be coming out next week where we dive a little bit more into this because right now we're kind of like Tasmanian devils going going to so many different places. <laughs> but I like that because that kind of entices you to be like, all right, so when are your thoughts going to get organized? Next episode, so listen up. <laughs> it's coming back. We're coming back. See you next time. Another one. Another one. <laughs> We're the best podcast. Not really, but you know what? See you next time. <laughs>